0: Chapter number forty, Isaiah chapter number forty. So good to have uh, everyone here in the house of the Lord. Um, uh, so I can't ever forget to uh, appreciate family. Uh, my nephew's here with us today, and I'm glad to have him with us. Good looking, good looking guy. And uh, I wasn't going to say he gets his looks for me, but he looks a lot like his daddy and my sister. So I can't really say that, um, but um, maybe he's got a little bit of my characteristics. Uh, I don't know, but uh, it's so good to have him, him here, and in our service. Isaiah forty, in verse number one. If you're there, say amen. amen. Comfort ye, comfort ye, my people. people saith God, saith your uh, your God speak ye comfortably to Israel or to Jerusalem and cry unto her that her well, her welfare is accomplished that her iniquity is pardoned for she hath received of the Lord's hand double for her for all her sons verse 3 the voice of him that cried in the wilderness, Prepare ye the way of the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Verse number 4. Every valley shall be exalted, and every mountain shall be and heel shall be made low and the crooked shall be made straight and the rough places plains Luke chapter number 3, flip over Luke chapter 3, and verse number 4 powerful, powerful words from the Lord, Luke chapter 4, or, or Luke chapter 3, verse number 4. If you're when you get there, just holler out at me, or just say amen, would be good, amen. good enough. Luke 4, or Luke 3, and verse number 4 says, As it is written in the book of the words of Isaiah, the prophet saying, The voice of one crying in the wilderness, Prepare ye the way of the Lord, make his path straight every valley shall be filled and every mountain and hill shall be brought low and the crooked shall be made straight and the rough ways shall be made smooth and all flesh shall see the salvation of God and all flesh shall see the salvation of God. I want to preach for the next few moments here this afternoon on making crooked paths straight. Making crooked paths straight. Lay your Bibles down. Raise your hands to the Lord. Let's pray. God, in the name of Jesus, I thank you, Lord, for another opportunity, Lord, we have. Lord Jesus, to come into your presence, Lord. I pray, God, Lord, that you would anoint anoint me, Lord, my lips of clay, that I may speak as the oracles of God. Help us, Lord Jesus, to apply it to our lives, Lord, to walk and do the things that you would have us to do. In Jesus' name, amen. Clap your hands to the Lord. all can be seated in the name of the Lord. Making crooked paths straight. Matthew chapter 3, verse number 1. says, In those days came John the Baptist preaching in the wilderness of Judea, saying, Repent ye, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Out of the wilderness. For the kingdom of heaven is at hand. For this is he that was spoken by, spoken of by the prophet Isaiah saying. A voice of one crying in the wilderness. Prepare ye the way of the Lord. Make his paths straight. For and... The same John had ra- ra- raiments of camel's hair and a, a, a lethal, how you said the word, my, my mouth, girdle and about his loins, and his meat was locusts and wild honey. He was in a place that was a wilderness. He was in a place in which was a place of suffering and a place that was was bad in a place that was very crooked in a place that was very uncertain John the Baptist appeared in the wilderness of Judea proclaiming repentance for the kingdom of heaven is near John was in the wilderness in the minds of the Jew during that time the wilderness represented a hostile place a a place um, that was full of hunger a place that was full of of thirst, a place that was full of death. It was a place where the outlaws were. It was a place where the demons abided. It was a place that uh, was very dangerous. And if you could just picture with me for just a moment today of a, of the of the wild forest where all of the animals would run wild and the, the animals would control the environment and and it would be very dangerous for you to be in those places, especially at night when things got dark, because the animals and the things that were in those places were uh, were uh, in their in their home or in their dominion or where they felt comfortable and where they controlled what was going on around them. In the inside of the wilderness was a home of very dangerous creatures. If you could just picture with me in your mind Of all the dangerous things that could appear in the wilderness It was full of scorpions and snakes The, the wilderness was considered an area that was, uh, was full of chaos uh, And it was full of things And uh, things that was cursed by God I, I'm trying to picture, to paint a picture to you this afternoon Of the wilderness And what the wilderness may have looked like and, and what the wilderness could have been and this was where John the Baptist had came out of that wilderness and out of that place of suffering and out of that place of chaos and that that, that, that place that was dark. John the Baptist he, he went out of this region this place called the wilderness it was a dark region it was uh, the battle of evil was in that place and uh, so often there was a, it was a place that seemed hopeless A place that seemed broken A place that seemed like there was no way out of that place It was a struggle in the wilderness And if you were in the wilderness I want to tell you today That it was a place that no one really wanted to be uh, If you could just picture what John the Baptist looked like When he came out of the wilderness out of where the suffering was And out of where all of these things was But there John the Baptist was He was a voice of one crying In the wilderness That there was going to have to come a place A way, a way to take what is mumbled and jumbled And, and crooked and, and perverse And uh, the ways that were seemed uncertain And the ways that seemed like you couldn't get out uh, And that 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 he was making that confusion and making that place where you couldn't find your way out of the wilderness, and he made that crooked path straight, and he's trying. He made a way to where he could, you could, that God would be able to come down and come into this place and to this world to perform His will. Let's clap our hands to the Lord. Yes. Oh, then it was that place That time of that wilderness He came out and he prayed And he cried out and he preached A message to each Individuals and Oh, you know what, where Is that wilderness Where is that wilderness That maybe he had been in Maybe where is the wilderness In your life that you've had to experience Where is the danger zone Where you are Where is the place in which you are suffering. Where is the place in which you are, are are fighting the devil? Where is the place where it seems like serp- serpents and scorpions are attacking you? I want to ask you the question here this afternoon: where is your wilderness? Oh, what are you dealing with today? Oh, it might be your wilderness might be on your job where things are, are falling apart. And chaos is all around you, and you're wondering what's going to happen. Maybe you're sitting across the table with having a board meeting at your job, and they're and they're debating on whether to keep you or fire you. Where is your wilderness? Where are you at? Maybe it's in your school, maybe it's in the in the hallways at your school, where you're walking down the school and you're being under attacked and you're under great pressure and great persecution because of what you're you're standing for and what you're believing for oh so often kids are in the middle of the wilderness where everything is coming against you and the violent things of this world is all around them how can they get out and how can they get through that oh you know what they go through things now that they we never would have imagined going through when we were kids so much pressure, so much uh, uh, temptation, so much fear, so much pr- pr- uh, uh, confusion around our world where people are filled with all kinds of confusion. I'm talking to you today about a place called the wilderness. And oh, how do, you know what? I remember that old song we used to sing growing up. How did you feel when you came out of the wilderness? Came out of the wilderness. Came out of the wilderness. How did you feel when you came out of the wilderness working for my Lord? The Lord, the Lord have you however you wanted to say it. You know, those little kids, we just like, how did you feel when you came out of it? You know, I can't, I can't sing like a kid now. I've done grown out of that. But you know what? <laughs> but you know what? You know what? You know, there was a wilderness that you uh, that the, you, came out of. And so often, people are still in the wilderness. Well, what is your wilderness? Are you? Is it your school? Is it the place where you're being attacked? Is it the place of darkness? Maybe your wilderness it may could be social media, it may be movies, it may be things where you're finding things that are, are coming in and conflicting voices that bring vile things into your heart and mind. And so, I'm talking to you today about a wilderness that you've been walking in for too long, a wilderness that's held you down and you can't get out. I'm talking to you today about a wilderness which you need to get out of. Let's clap our hands to the Lord, yes. Yeah la bolsetta, allora la mano some may find their wilderness inside their own homes. Oh, many of us can testify today of how a wilderness can be found even inside the four walls of your house. Maybe you're living in a hostile situation. Maybe there's family scrambles and all kinds of arguments and uh, where, uh, where the normal in your house is chaos and things are running rampage. Oh, so often people, they live their lives in homes where where the families are all upset, and if a day without an argument, uh, it, it would be unusual. Chaos, a wilderness. Kids are being abused by their parents, and parents are being abused by their kids. You know what? The you know what the Bible says? That the children don't provoke your, your your parents to wrath. Is that right? It's close to it, ain't it? You know what? Don't... Don't do things. Your children, don't provoke your children to wrath. Don't pro- they shouldn't provoke one another that you should you should push each other to wrath and do the things that you shouldn't do. But so often children are against uh, their parents, and parents are against their children. And we're talking about a chaotic uh, wilderness that people are going through. And have you I- I've seen I've seen children that wanted to serve the Lord, but their mom was an alcoholic. I've seen people that wanted to serve the Lord, but uh, they, they're, they're, they're experiencing all kinds of things. Kinds of problems at home. Violence, vile entertainment. Movies and music and parties And all kinds of things happening And perverse spirits and perversion And all kinds of things happening how, how What kind of a dark wilderness Would your children have to be in If their parents were bound by pornography What kind of struggle it would be For your children to come out When your parents are bound By all kinds of worldly spirits And, and demonic oppressions And things that, that just... That, that accompany the things of this world oh we're talking about a wilderness you got to get out of we're talking about a wilderness that can be in your very home as sometimes your greatest enemy can be the ones of your own household it can be the ones that you're living with oh what kind of wilderness are you trying to deal with today what kind of wilderness are you are you are you suffering through And others wilderness oh that people are dealing with in their lives oh Oh, they're dealing with wilderness of materialism, wilderness where you're bound by by the material things of this world. Oh, and you try to keep up with the Joneses, and you try to you're in a wilderness to where you're running around trying to do do whatever it takes in order to get enough material things to make you happy. But the wilderness of materialism, I promise you, this afternoon will not make you happy, but rather it will cause you to be more and more upset if all you're worried about is just finding a better outfit a better clothes, a better car, a better house I tell you what, you'd be in a a mess and I promise you that you and your wife will be arguing about finances because you're wanting to get a better car and there ain't no money in the bank and you say, you know what, I better just I'm going to go ahead and buy that new truck I'm going to buy that new car I really want that boat Oh, it's a wilderness that grabs people's minds. Oh, and I tell you what, it binds. It binds them. It bounds them. It keeps them to a place. What? What is your wilderness this afternoon? What is that place? Oh, maybe your wilderness is found in your own lust and your own desires. Oh, maybe your wilderness is in a place where oh, your 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 desires have gone right rampage, and you can't seem to get out. I'm talking to you about a dangerous place and if you're controlled by your desires and you're controlled by your lust and you're controlled by fornication I promise you today that's a wilderness and you need to get out of that place. Oh but I can't get out preacher Oh, because of the crooked road I've been trying to get out and I can't get out of the wilderness I've been trying to get out but I can't get out. Oh the children of Israel they tried to get out but they couldn't get out. It took them so many more years more than what it should have, because they they were on a crooked path and they couldn't get out of the wilderness. And maybe you've tried to get away from your lust and you try to get away from the fornication and you try to get away from the things of this world, and you seem like you can't get out. But I tell you, God is in this place, and God wants to make that crooked path straight. Let's clap our hands to the Lord. Yes, Lord. Where is the area that the the devil's primarily working at in your life? Maybe I can name off all kinds of things that you can relate to. But in your own mind you can see the avenues and the places that the devil's working at. The devil's at work in your life. Where are you struggling the most? Where are you uh, where are you the most vulnerable in your relationship with the Lord? Oh, you know what? You need to identify those things. Where am I vulnerable? Where am I weak at? Where do I need to be on guard with? Oh, that's the place where the devil's going to be. He's going to come in any crack. It's just like a cold winter morning when you get to whistling. Where's that coming in at? every little crack that winds blows in and you feel that poof of cold air oh the devil come in any he crack he'll he'll make it up through, uh, through any kind of access hole or you need to find out where that vulnerable spot is and you need to close that place where the devil's coming in close that place where the wilderness is trying to overtake you close that place if he's coming in on your phone close the place if he's coming in on the radio close that pl- close it See Feel it up. Ah, oh, where is a vulnerable place? Oh, many times people are vulnerable. Have you ever felt vulnerable to the attacks of the devil? Maybe, maybe it's adulthood is your is your vulnerable place. Maybe you've never experienced being on your own, making your own decisions very vulnerable for the devil's attack so often you see kids when they become adults that they, they f- fall prey to the devil's attack and they start going to a place of confusion And a place of the wilderness. I'm talking to you today about a vulnerable place. And an adulthood to a a kid is a vulnerable place. So often I, I can think back growing up of all the times. You know, even myself, when I graduated out of the teen class and I went to the adult class. What kind of a fearful, boring place did they put me in? You know what? And then you're so often, sometimes people we can lose focus in the play in the wilderness of change. Maybe you're you're going from high school to college. Oh, that can be your wilderness. Maybe you're a freshman down at EKU, and I don't know anybody here that is, but one day maybe. And you're walking down EKU, and you're just like, "Whoa, Mama didn't tell me it's going to be like this." You know, you know, I didn't even see this on TV because we didn't have no TV in our house. And you go to college, and you're like, man, this wilderness is wild. And they invite you to them parties or whatever, and you be like, Oh, what's a party? you like, all right. Ain't no party like a Holy Ghost party because a Holy Ghost party don't stop, and you find out that you ain't no Holy Ghost there. And you're like, Oh, this is a wilderness. And you can't get out. And you get wrapped up, tied up. Oh, entangled. Oh, a good soldier don't entangle himself again with the affairs of this life. Oh, don't be entangled by the things of this world. Don't be, don't be entangled. Don't let it grasp your mind and your heart. So often they walk in them into the wilderness and they can't get out. Oh, because the path is so crooked. The paths are crooked. Oh, the biggest wilderness around our world today is music. Grasp your mind. Heavy metal, rock, and and R&B, and all that. Oh, they just sing them song. There ain't nothing wrong with it And it gasped your mind You know, have you ever been uh, Just caught yourself singing something You shouldn't have been singing You're like, where did I hear that at? You know, I must have been down at the Dollar Tree And they had their music going on And I was bound And you can't get it out of your mind Oh, it just pops up at random places You start singing random songs Oh, I'm talking to you about a wilderness That you can't get out of A wilderness where the path out is very uncertain and very crooked. You can't get out of that. Oh, I'm talking to you today about a God that wants to make crooked paths straight. God that wants to make crooked paths straight. I going to tell you. Oh, so often we come into that place where we fall in love with the Lord. And in order to find that true love from the Lord, you're going to have to hate the devil. Oh, you can't be going back to the old lover. The old lover has to hit the road. Hit the road, Jack. Don't you come back no more, no more, no more, no more. See, See what I told you? That devil. I think the devil's name is Jack. I'm just kidding. Hit the road, Jack. You know what? That old, old devil, he comes in your mind. Oh, you are the lover of my soul. You hold me close and you won't let go. All of my praise, my every song. Lord, you are worthy of it all. Aren't you glad you found the lover of your soul? The one in whom your soul longs for. Oh, just to be with the Lord. Bye to my old lover. Bye to the ways of the world. Bye to the things I used to do. And the man I used to be. I'm coming out of the wilderness. I'm coming out. I found a new lover. I'm not going to go back to the old love. Oh, if I was preaching today, I'd preach some song of Solomon. Oh, but I don't want to get too too wrapped up in that. Or we might come out more bound in the wilderness than we was when we came in. But i tell you what, oh, Jesus is the lover of our soul. He is the lover in which the bride, he is the, he is the bridegroom to us. We are his lover. We are the bride of Christ. And we should long to be with the Lord and don't long to be with the things of this world. Wilderness. Wilderness equals chaos. Have you ever felt like you've been in chaos? Oh, it's been in chaos for so long. Everything is in chaos, everything's in uproar, everything's going crazy, and this, that, and the other. Oh, it's a wilderness, it's a wilderness that you're in. so much chaos, and so much things that you're trying to face. It's chaos without any kind of way out. Have you ever been on a highway, and and, and your phone may have died, or maybe whatever, before GPS? I never would have remembered, I can't even remember that, I was too young when GPS first came out. I'm just joking. I remember when when we didn't have GPS. I'll go ahead and tell you. We didn't have GPS. We didn't have cell phones. You ever been turned around somewhere and you're just looking for a sign? And you drive this far, it's like, man, that's not the sign. I got to turn around and go 50 miles this way. Finally, you see another sign. Oh, well. As it's full, of, full of chaos. But you know what? The wilderness is a place. It's full of chaos without any kind of road signs, any kind of markers, any kind of uh, guidance. You don't have any spiritual guidance. You can't find yourself out of the wilderness. Oh, but you know what? If you look at the at the picture of John the Baptist and how he was coming. Coming, he was in the wilderness, but he wasn't just in the wilderness, but he was coming out of the wilderness. Oh, I tell you what, the Bible says that he was a voice of one crying in the wilderness. Prepare ye the way of the Lord, and make his way straight, and make the crooked paths Right. Oh we're talking to you today About uh, getting out of your wilderness And getting out of your situation Oh you know what you, you know, So oftentimes, People's wilderness can become Or it can be because of a voice of failure Voices of failure Oh, so often in my life Oh, I can hear that voice of failure That speaks to us So often voices of failure speaks to you Oh, but we don't need to hear the voice of failure But rather hear the voice of Jesus Christ Crying in the wilderness You know what? A man needs to, to understand That God is greater than your weakness He's greater than your failure. He's greater than the things that you're going through No matter what you're facing today God can give you a way out Let's clap our hands to the Lord Mm. Elijah He had that voice of failure in his life Elijah was the one who projected That because of their spiritual slothfulness, the people of God would crumble into a place where they would lose the things they needed to have. They would lose their way into the wilderness of this world. So often, people in our world, they fall to failure and they get lost in the wilderness of this world the course the course of this world oh the prince of the power of the air the spirit that which worketh now in the spirit are uh, in the children of disobedience oh the battle the struggle oh Oh, the, the, the battles you face in your body, the battles you face in your mind, the battles you face in in social, uh, social, uh, uh, social media, and all kinds of struggles. Oh, we as uh, the Church of the Living God, you may face social decay, humiliation. You may find struggle. We found all of this in the history of the Israelites and of Israel. All of these pressures and all of these things. All of these. These things happened to them all throughout. Oh, but there was a voice. Oh, there was a somewhere. There was a way out. Oh, there was a one that was crying out in the middle of the wilderness. Oh, there was a way of hope. When they heard the cries of John the Baptist as he began to proclaim that they should repent, it was a voice of hope. It was a voice that stated that there was a, a way out. Maybe if they heard the voice of John the the Baptist speaking loudly out of the wilderness. Oh, maybe it was a sign that there was a way out of their mess. And I want to tell you today that when you're going through struggles and you're going through trials, you've got a way out, brother. You've got a way out of your situation. There's a way out. John the Baptist, he said those people, maybe it was a sense of hope that they heard when they heard him preach, have you ever been going through a struggle and you hear the voice of your pastor start telling you and preaching to you exactly what you need? How did he know? Somebody must, be, somebody must have told him. Somebody must have told him what was going on. We used to sing that song about telephone, uh, tapping, uh, tapping the telephone line. Somebody's tapping my telephone line. Somebody's reading my mail. <laughs> you know, I don't remember that. Somebody's talking to the preacher. No, I don't know. I mean, the song, I can't remember the words, but it's a good song. We used to sing it back in Carlo Davis's church back years ago as a preacher to Cain. But you know what? Talking about Ananias and fire. Somebody must have told. He so, said, no, you're lying to the Holy Ghost here. You remember the story about and the Fire? I ain't got time to preach that, but, I, I, but give me a minute. I, maybe, you know, next week we'll preach about that. I don't know. We'll probably be preaching about Christmas next week. But anyways, maybe one day. But you know what? The Lord knows all things. And maybe that voice that they heard of John the Baptist was a a voice that broke the silence. Oh, the voice of the silence that was, was between the Old Testament and the New. And the voice came out of the wilderness. A voice. Now, John wasn't that that voice or wasn't the the man, but he is the voice of him. He is the voice of God. Oh, he wasn't the one, but he was just a voice. And maybe they heard the voice of John the Baptist crying out in the wilderness, Prepare ye the way of the Lord. Oh, and he preached out and he spoke very directly out and a way out. And it led them to a door, a door of hope. Aren't you glad for a door of hope? Oh, it's just like if you was bound in a room and you couldn't get out, but all of a sudden you saw a door and you saw the way out. Oh, and you maybe you start feeling the wall. You ever been feeling, you know, been in a dark room, you start feeling the wall? You start going down, you feel it give me a light switch, give me a doorknob, give me some way out. Oh, And they heard John the Baptist and you know what? There was a door and a glimmer of light came through the door and they was able to see their way out and they was able to get out. It was the hope they had been looking for. It was the hope out of the wilderness. It was the way out of the things that they're going in. And I believe here today that we are in this place. You may be going through a wilderness and you may be going through trials like you've never had before. Oh, but here today, there's a voice and there's a way out and there's a way that's being made in the wilderness and there's crooked paths that you can't find your way out. God is straightening those paths so you can see out of your struggle and out of your wilderness that you're fighting. What was the first thing that he said when he came out of the wilderness? Oh, you know, He didn't say free funnel cakes on me. (coughs) He didn't say, come on down. We're going to have you a burger. Come on down. We're going to give you a free, a free two-wheeler. Come on down, we're going to give you a, a backpack or an iPad. He didn't say none of that. He didn't say, come on down. We're going to give you a hoverboard or whatever. He didn't say He said, come on down. We're going to lay it out for you. We got our money. Stacked up. We're going to give it to you. you know, he didn't say that. You know what? Here they was in the mess. They needed out. The first thing that old John the Baptist said was he said, repent. Repent. You know what? If you was to go down to, to somebody that's bound in the wilderness of alcoholism and you looked at them and you said, Repent. They wouldn't look at you like you're having hope. They looked at you like you lost your mind. But I ain't going to. I'm going to sit here and drink it up, drink uh, up my sorrows and get more sorrows and just drink it up and and shoot it up and be more bound. But but you know what? They really needed to need to hear it. They need to hear the same thing that John the Baptist said. He said, "Repent, repent, repent." If John the Baptist was to look at your situation and your wilderness and the things that's holding you back, you know what your solution is to get out is repent. Repentance. Oh, I Repent. I don't want to repent Oh, but you know what I can still hear the echoes of John the Baptist Oh, maybe it may feel awkwardly in our world And maybe it feels like our world would think that we are crazy When we would echo the very thing that brought the people of God out Oh, and maybe if we echoed that to to the ones that's in the wilderness in our world Or even in this place here today If we said you need to repent, yes, it sounded strange. It would sound strange. Why would we need to repent? Why would we need to make preparation? Why would we need to search out the scripture? Why would we need to to, to come to God and and give our lives over to the Lord and repent before we even come to the knowledge of God? Maybe you can look back and, and before Jesus had ever appeared, there had to be repentance. And I promise you, if you want God to come into your situation if you want God to change your life if you want God to move in your life He ain't gonna come until repentance has been made let's clap our hands to the Lord a lot of people want Jesus to come Jesus didn't come until the people repented John the Baptist he had to baptize with a baptism of repentance and before you, God can move in your life, you're going to have to repent. You're going to have to change your ways. Repentance is like driving down the road the wrong way and turning around in the opposite direction. Have anybody ever been on a one-way street? Has anybody ever been on a one-way street growing the wrong way? It'd be like, you know... You're driving down the road, do, 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 do. And all of a sudden, you got homecoming traffic. You're like, whoa, something ain't right here. You know, <laughs> okay. I think I'm going the wrong way. <laughs> so I need to get a turn around. So it's just like going the wrong way in your life. You know what? When people are sinning, they're going the wrong direction, they're going the opposite direction the way God wants them to go. And repentance is turning around. It's an about face. I'm not a soldier, but that sort of looks goofy. I'm a soldier in a different kind of army where we just sort of swag our way through. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Brother Travis, is, he's going to make fun of me about that later. He said, Your your marching was really bad. Like, I know. Thank you. But you know what? It's going the wrong direction. Their world's going the wrong direction, right? Oh, the wilderness is going in the wrong direction. Oh, the things that's going on in your mind, they're all going the wrong direction. But you're gonna to have to make up your mind. I'm gonna turn around. I'm gonna go the way God wants me to go. I'm gonna do the things God wants me to do. I'm gonna say the things that God wants me to say. I'm gonna turn around in the opposite direction. Yes, it's opposite from your friends. All my friends, they like listening to this, they like doing that. Well, what's wrong? And, you know, and, and maybe I can be a witness. If you're going the same direction, you, how can you be a witness? It's those, brother Dave. Walk to toward me, brother. It's those that's walking the opposite direction. And you're like, get a home, boy. Let's walk this way. Walk the same direction. I almost had to hurt him and get him to change. It's like people, some friends, some of your friends, they try to stop you and say, No, you ain't stop me. You're coming with me. Come on, we're going this way now. All right. All right. You know what? It's cause. But if you're walking the same direction and they say, Hey, turn around, boy. Come around. No, I ain't going to turn around. You're going the wrong way. Supposed to go this way. He's not a very good student, is he? But you know what, sometimes if you walk in the same direction of the world, you ain't going to change them. Well, oh, but if you walk the opposite direction and you take them by the hand and say, Come with me, you need to turn around and we're going to go this way. And you know what? That's what repentance is. When you come to that place where true repentance is. And the Bible said that it, or John the Baptist said, Repent for the kingdom of heaven is near. Repentance comes out of the wilderness. And allows Jesus to come and live in our hearts. Mm. Where would we be without repentance? Where would we be, John, if we don't repent? Jesus is getting ready to come. He wants to come live in your life. He wants to come live in your heart. He wants to come into this church, but but instead we refuse repentance. And that's why we don't have change in our lives. He's not going to come unless you repent. Unless you turn around. Unless you say, I'm not going to live this way anymore. God will help you. And we used to sing this song. Well, if you take one step, he'll take two. Oh, there ain't no telling what God can do. And that's all I remember. But God bless you. But you know what? <laughs> we used to sing that song and we used to shout. <laughs> Brother Robin we I tell you what Because we knew That we've seen it before I took one step of faith I didn't know how to get out I didn't know how to get out of my bondage of of, of, of of addiction I didn't know how to get out Set free from the things that held me Well all I knew was That I needed to take a step In the right direction And as soon as you take the step in the right direction God starts moving in your life And when you start repenting every Step, I repent. Every step, I'm not going back. Every step, I made up my mind, I'm going to make it. Every step, I'm going forward in the Lord. It doesn't matter what they say, it doesn't matter what they do. I'm going forward with the Lord. I'm going to do what God wants me to do because I made up my mind. I'm going to walk in repentance. True repentance is a changed heart. Yes. Changed heart. The old must pass away. The old must pass away. One of my favorite verses. Old things have passed away. And behold. I like that word, behold. I don't know why, but I I like getting dramatic, you know, on that. Maybe it's where my daughter gets it. Very dramatical. Old oh, things have passed away, and behold, woo, all things have become new. Woo, well, I'm a new guy. Got my new clothes on, sister. Woman, uh, uh, sister, sister Elvira taught that lesson? Prince got some new clothes on. We're dressing good. Got my new clothes on. Don't you like them? You don't like them? You're crazy. This is cool. The world says you look like a dork. No, I'm royalty. I'm a child of the king. My daddy gave me this clothes. My father, he's a prince. Like he's the prince of peace. He's the He's the everlasting Father. Don't you know Him? You know when you start walking in those new clothes. You start walking in the ways of God. You start doing the things that God wants you to do. I'm telling you what today. Oh, the old man is gone. I'm new. All things have became new. I'm not the man I used to be. God has changed me completely. God will change me, please. I'm gonna pause here for a second to say that you you won't be able to 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 walk in the in the aware of the ro- godly heavenly apparel, the robe of white. If you don't allow God to change you here, if you don't allow God to change your heart and your mind here, I man, you're gonna let Him change you up there. My brother used to sing this song. Not, not this brother, cause he don't sing. Thank the Lord, brother Harold. He, I'm just kidding, brother Harold. He sings. Well, I'll be walking in my new shoes. I'll be wearing a white robe. I'll be walking on streets that are pure as gold. Well, walls of jasper and gates of pearl. Well, come on, and see me in my new world. If you, You'll never be in the new world if you don't let God change, make you new down here. His old song the Gaithers used to sing. I want to get so close to Him that there's no big change. On that day when Jesus calls my name. Everybody remember, remember that old song? One day Jesus is going to call my name As the days go by I don't want to stay the same I want to get so close to Him There's no big change on that day When Jesus calls my name And that starts with repentance God God wants to give us the birth. He is, He's like the midwife, helping us through, coaching us through our circumstances and out of our mess, rebirthing us to a radical change that brings us to a new life. John's message was a message of hope. And today, repentance is not a, a grieving some thing, but is a time to receive hope that the captives can be free. The ones who have been held by their past can walk free. Those who have been bound by their temptations can leave free from those temptations. Your sins, your fears, they don't have to hold you captive anymore. We can repent. We can get rid of the mess today. We can start over. Wouldn't you like to be in a new place? Wouldn't you like to get out of the wilderness? Today, As the Lord is moving in this place God is making that crooked path That you've been on for some time And you can't get out He's making that straight He's making it so straight That all you got to do is just, just walk out Walk out of that place That place of suffering Yes, you feel like There's no way out. But here God is getting ready to give you a way out. Get out. Repent. Face it. Repent. It's one of the most beautiful things you could do in in your walk with God. Repent. If you're on a road that's crooked, it can be made straight here today. God wants to help you. God wants to change you. God wants to give you peace and clarity and direction. You know, I said I repented before and I fell. Repent again. God can give you a way out. God can give you a way of hope. God can allow you to find that road that has been made straight. Let's all stand. Maybe you've not comprehended what's what's all been taking place, and you're in this place, and maybe you don't even know how or why you're even here, or how you even got here. But the Lord led you here, but He didn't lead you to this moment. That He ain't gonna take you the rest away. What is your wilderness? What is your wilderness? What is the things that you've been dealing with? We must listen. Repent. Walk towards God. And give God the opportunity to make the crooked path straight in our lives. He wants to help us. He wants to help you in your wilderness. He can give you guidance and the assurance. He's not going to leave you. In the name of Jesus, God can help you. Let's pray. God, in the name of Jesus, I pray, Lord, that we would repent of our sins. And we pray, God, that you would give us a second chance, a way out of our deadly dreadful situation, deadly situations that we are are surrounded by, things that are hostile, things that are full of danger, maybe scur- serpents and scorpions and vile beasts that are found in the wilderness but Lord I know God that you're going to help us out we've come to this place with repented hearts and praying God that you would, you would give us the opportunity to find that that straight path, that place of hope, that place where opportunity lies, opportunities to overcome sinful things and sinful lifestyles. I pray, God, that that you would move in our minds. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for what you're doing in this place. Thank you for how you're moving in our hearts and minds. Thank you for, for your spirit, God, and how great you are. Lord, I pray today, Lord Jesus, God, that you would move, Lord, with our, and, and that valley would be exalted, and the mountains and hills that are standing in our ways would be made low, and the crooked paths made straight, and the rough places. Oh, God, things are rough in our lives. But I pray, God, that you would move and you would make those rough places smooth. Those rough situations that we're having to face smooth. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Let's find us a place to pray. I'm opening up this altar. And if you've been in the wilderness, today's your opportunity. God wants to give you the way out. God wants to give you a path out of your mess. Let's find us a place to pray in Jesus' name.